Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. Another day, another dollar, another day, another amazing life changed. This is what you do, right? You're an entrepreneur and you're out there making things happen. Sometimes we get to the end of the day and we feel like we're excited, exhilarated, and really just joyful, like things are going great. But all of us, I've had days when it just ain't going my way. Things aren't, I don't know, I just don't feel right about it. And the guest I'm bringing on this week to jump in is going to help us um, to really recover our joy, to recover the, the fun in life, to, to get right back into the positive attitude and outlook, no matter what comes our way. And I'm talking about Linda Shively. She's a neuroscience and mindset expert, an award-winning speaker, and has presented across the country at places like the Harvard Club of Boston, Walmart, and the New York City Bar Association. Linda's been a multiple-time guest and a host on cable television, featured in a feature film with Winona Ryder and Jeff Daniels, and even performed at the Rose Bowl for over 90,000 people. She has worked with award-winning physicians, entrepreneurs, realtors. They all sought her out uh, to eliminate limiting beliefs, fears. They were holding them back and helping. Linda helps people get themselves out of stuck patterns. Linda Shively, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. I'm, I'm so glad you're here and I'm excited to jump in with you because what you do, this is something that for me, um, this hits me a lot. Like, and I'm a mindset expert myself, but I find myself falling in this trap sometimes of, I don't know, like not feeling the way I should. Like, I feel like I should be on top of the world every day because a lot of great things are happening, but I don't always feel like that. Um, you have a tremendous story about recovering you. Can you tell me a little bit about why you got into this type of work in the first place. You got to have a story that, that, that is responsible um, for you dedicating so much of your life to helping people. Yes. Well, back in December of 2005, I had to make a really tough decision. I had to figure out how to get out of an abusive marriage with my only child, Jessica. And Jessica had a neuromuscular disease that was progressive and required tremendous medical care. She had so much joy. She lit up a room every time she was in it. And she zoomed around in her power chair and didn't realize anything was different about her, even though she could barely move. I mean, she had strength in her index finger. That's how she could drive her power chair. And on a Tuesday afternoon, I asked her best nurse, I was like, okay, I'm putting her down for a nap after preschool. You pack up all the medical equipment. I'm going to get her clothes and her toys. As soon as she wakes up, we're going to escape. And we left with everything we could fit in the van. And exactly two weeks later, I held Jessica as she took her last breath and died. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
so yeah. how how long ago was this that I mean I can't even, can't even imagine walking through so much at one time. What time period it, is this in your life? It was December of two thousand five. Two thousand five. So as as we're recording this, it's a little more than thirteen and a half years, and it's been a journey because initially I had no idea what to do with my life and had had to basically start over and figure out what was I going to do? And I had all sorts of doubts. Could I actually do anything? Procrastination about anything I did try and just lots of, lots of challenges and struggled with it probably for close to 10 years. And I'm imagining, yeah, I was going to say for, for how long, I mean, that's not something truly I can imagine you would ever 100% come to the other side of, um, but knowing you as well as I know you, I've known you for years. Um, you, you are not a person who lives in those moments, right? You're not living in your past. You clearly are living in the current season of life. And to me, I think you have so much to share with, with people who have been through such serious traumas and so, and, and, and extreme loss, because what, what I hear people say a lot is, well, you don't know what that's like, and this is my every day. And you have, in my estimation, you've beautifully created a space where you live in today and you honor yesterday and you still, how do you do what you do on a, on, <laughs> on a today basis, right? Like after having gone through something like that. Well, thank you for that acknowledgement. And yes, it, it does take a lot of work to be able to do that because it isn't easy to live in the today, as you say. But I found that there was a key that I had been missing. And I had it when Jessica was alive. And it just kind of seemed to get stolen from me. And that key is joy. And when I realized how important joy is, and how much we need it in our lives, I started to recognize the patterns of what was happening to keep me from that joy. And I actually sort of named them and I call them my joy stealing dragons. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you went like joy was missing and like, that's the number one thing then. So, for us, I, I just feel like, like for the listener, if, if you're listening to this and you've been through something that's hard, if you're going through something that's hard to struggle, that that maybe even something so bad that no one should no one should have to go through it, but you are. I feel like Linda, you're saying that the number one thing that becomes missing, which makes life really hard, is that joy is removed from like the situations, removed from your daily life. What was because this is like a ten year journey plus for you. What what were those 10 years like? Like, could you find joy ever? Was it missing 100% of the time or almost always? Tell me about that and then what brought you to come to the end of it? Like, how did you decide or finally get that first step to really make the change? So don't get me wrong. There were elements of joy. I did 
find happiness in moments. And there were parts of that time period where I, where I was truly happy and did have joy. And the, the special element of joy is it can coexist with sadness. And I think at first, it's so hard when everything is happening to even comprehend that it's possible to be happy and it's possible to have joy again. And I remember somebody had given me a picture frame that had joy on it. And I thought, how ridiculous is that? I just want something that says memories, you know, at that moment in my life. And realized over time that, no, I can be happy and have the memories also. And there wasn't one magic bullet. I, I wish there were to have it happen where everything just like, poof, everything is magic. But it did take an evolution where I started developing myself and working through some of the challenges that I had and made better decisions and eventually left my job and started my own business so that I could help other people make the best of their lives and stop the self-sabotaging patterns that they have. Was that, so one, of the, they, was that one of the big fundamental changes? I'm uh, sorry to cut you off, but one of the fundamental uh, changes, which was leaving the job and starting your own business. And is that something you've you'd thought about for a long time? Or is that something that came on a whim and you said, you know what, I'm going to do this? T tell me about the career transition. Because I feel like that's a really important aspect that there's probably someone listening who's considering a career transition and maybe they feel like the joy is being stolen. Uh, because, you know, <laughs> every day, I remember one of my clients, uh, he put it like this. He said, every day I go to work, I feel like I'm walking into prison. Well, man, that's some yeah. that's some pretty strong words. I don't know what it was like for you, but is that was that a major part of the the journey it, to recover? It was it was a major part initially when right after Jessica died, about nine months later, I finally was able to go back to work, and I chose to go back to the company I had worked before she was born because it was quote safe and. I knew people and I knew that I could go back into it. What I did not expect was the steep learning curve because technology changes quite a bit in four and a half years. And I, in my mind, thought, well, I'll do this for now. This isn't what I really want to do. And when I figure it out, I will do what I really want to do. And when I got my 10-year award, <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. okay, uh, the, the, uh, now is the time. The universe was basically pushing me out. And I don't want to get into all the circumstances that, that led to my leaving, but I did lots of training while almost every vacation I took was to go to a seminar, was to go to a conference, was to get training in some way both in speaking and coaching. And it was fabulous. I loved it and knew that that was what I wanted to do and just didn't quite take the leap. And so when situations happened at work where basically the entire team quit, um, I realized that the universe was 
kindly shoving me out the door. <laughs> this was your <laughs> like, chance. Get out now. <laughs> and so I did. And then have had the journey of developing my own business and having it grow and all all the ups and downs that come with that. And, and, so if, and I know there's plenty. Personal, yeah. If you want personal growth, start your own business. <laughs> <laughs> If you want personal growth, start your own business. Well said. Well, t- talk to me then about as now you, you've transitioned into your own business years ago. Now you're living this out. And and again, I'm pulling also from conversations we've had offline as well, Linda, that like, uh-huh. you know, after about that decade, give or take, um, and it, it's not that abrupt, obviously, but no. around that timing, that's when you really were like, wait a minute, like, I'm not going to live this way. I'm living this new way. This is what's happening. Tell me about what you uncovered with um, with what was stealing the joy and how how does that work? Because you, you went on this journey of recovering joy and you're one of the most joyful, happy people I know. Um, and I love it because you'd never know that, you know, you went through such traumatic events over time because you're not living in this open wound space. You are, I don't even know how to say that. I guess how I said it earlier, you're living in today and still like when you talk about Jessica, when you talk about your experiences, it's not from a place of you can't make it or you're scared or too weak to talk about it. You come from a place of love and strength and joy. And I really, I just appreciate that um, as a parent that you can, you can remember and you can talk about these things and share the stories with a, with a twinkle in your eye, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> and I know, again, it's no coincidence. You've worked your tail off um, to get to that place. So what are some of those patterns and things you notice? Because I think for a lot of us, me, you know, again, in particular, um, sometimes mm-hmm. I get too busy or too caught up in something and it's easy to forget how to be joyful in any mm-hmm. situation. Like it's easy to be joyful in a happy situation, but you've learned to be joyful in really any situation. What are the patterns you've learned and what do we need to know? Well, there are multiple patterns and i'm gonna talk about the top five and these are as i said my the joy stealing dragons and i've even named them for you so that they're a little bit more tangible the first one i like to call second guessing sally and this dragon wants you to second guess every decision that you make so even if you're fully confident in the decision she makes you doubt it and second guess it and think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that or maybe I need to change my mind, which really can be distressing and not useful and have everything take far more time than it needs to. And I found myself dwelling in that quite often. I mean, it took me 10 years to leave my job. (laughs) So that was part of it. And the second one I like to call No Good Nancy. And this dragon, she wants you to believe that you weren't born good enough. So no matter what you do, it's not enough. And that isn't true, but she makes you believe it is true. And then there's Perfect Paula. And Perfect Paula is the dragon who won't let you do anything until Everything is in order. Everything is perfect, which I don't know about you, Matt, but 
that rarely happens that everything is absolutely perfect. I don't, so I don't know that I could think of a time. <laughs> <laughs> so then nothing happens. And sometimes you just have to do something to get out of that. But the next one I like to call judging Jenny. And judging Jenny is a complicated dragon because she wants you to compare yourself to everyone else. And this can be to judge them so that you feel better or believe that they're judging you. And I like to say that social media is judging Jenny's playground. Oh my gosh. Insta perfect, right? <laughs> exactly. Because everybody, you know, no matter what, if, if you've done something and you're feeling bad about it, and then you go on Facebook and everybody's like, showing their amazing vacations, their amazing families, the amazing food they're eating, and you just burnt pizza in the oven. I mean, it, it's, yeah. And then, then there's overwhelmed Ophelia. Yes, <laughs> overwhelmed Ophelia. Yeah, could you come up with a better name? <laughs> you know, I can't think of an O name, but Ophelia, okay. <laughs> And overwhelmed Ophelia wants you to have an incredibly long to-do list and make you busy all the time, pack your schedule. But usually it's not with things that are important. And so that you're constantly busy because if you say, oh, I'm too busy, people think you're important. Yep. But you're really not. You're just spinning in whatever spinning an activity of uselessness and getting it just it's a self perpetuating cycle so these all of these dragons can eat away and steal your joy and yeah they're they're not they're not very pleasant so would you say the average person i guess, well, let me ask you this how do you know, because I, I related to all of those, right? In some way, I certainly, you know, if I'm honest, I relate to all of them at different times. Um, like right now, I feel really overwhelmed and there's a lot. And I would say that some of it is like, gosh, I've probably added that on my plate. and I didn't need to, or that's not that important. And then there's other things that are important or have deadlines. There's probably some deadlines that I've, now it's urgent and, and overwhelming only because I haven't done it a month ago. So mm -hmm. I, I relate to all these in different ways. If we, if this is, if these are the dragons wreaking havoc in our life, um, does the average person relate to like all of them, or is there one overwhelming dragon that's like your theme? What do you find people find, and where should we go from there? Because I mean, ultimately, it's like I, I'm, I'm gonna play on words, and I'm guessing that we want to slay the dragon. We probably don't want to <laughs> let them hang out with us. How do we know what's there? Is there a better way to find out, and what do we do about them? Well. Everybody has, like you said, an element of all of them. And if you're really curious which one seems to play out the most in your life, at least in this moment, I have a quiz that people could take if they're interested. It's on joystealingdragons.com. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> I'm going to go do that right now. Uh, if, you're, if you're in the car on the radio listening, remember, joystealingdragons.com stealing 
dragons.com and don't go on until you've pulled over safely yes or your home Ooh, okay cool how long does this quiz take is it pretty fast it's pretty fast okay There's only six months. you know I, I might do it while we're, while we're on keep going <laughs> okay so i find i find out which joys okay so everyone's going to relate to one dragon overarching like more than the others is that what you're saying so what i have found because i've actually surveyed some of the audiences that I've spoken to, to get a feel for what is the primary dragon, thinking that one was going to stand out. And surprisingly, it's pretty even across the board. There are a few that are a little bit more prevalent, but honestly, somebody's highest is somebody else's lowest. So I can't say that, you know, there may be some, there may be more than one for each person. And some people may not relate to a couple of them. But I can guarantee at least one of them is present in your life at some point. And if you're wanting to get rid of them, because I'm pretty sure most people don't want these present in their lives. And if you really want to slay them, the one key the really one key is action. And because a lot of these are about not taking action or taking the wrong action. And if you take action, you can slay these dragons. Now, there are multiple types of action. And I know we have limited time today to talk about it, so I can't get into all of the different types of action that you could take. But just consciously making the choice to take action will allow you to move forward. And so, so taking the, a good, like some kind of a positive action. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I'm partway through the quiz right now, and I just want to mention, I love this question. It says, what best describes your relaxation time? So guys, you, mm-hmm. you got to check this out. This is, this is the fourth question. And you know, this is hard to take, actually. I mean, it's easy, but it's hard because I got to be honest. And I, sometimes I answer quizzes with what should be or what I desire to be. But if I answer honestly, like, you know, time in nature, I'm like, yeah, that's my relaxation time. But the reality is when it's time to relax, I don't go hike. I do number two, which is watch TV while checking social media and simultaneously talking with a significant or other old friend. I totally do that. I'm like, oh, I'll just talk on the phone. I'll have video games going on. I'll whatever. <laughs> this is not relaxing. I probably, well, I'll, I'll let you know which dragon I have. I'll let you know. All right. Uh, and, and with the quiz, there's no right or wrong answer. It, you know, there's not, you know, even if you say what I should be doing, they all are ultimately some, you know, they lead to something. So you know, why, why do you think you're not perfect by doing what you're doing, Matt? Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I just figured if there's a quiz, there's a way to fail. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, um, so if, if you feel like one of these is, in, will you do me a favor? Will you run through those five dragons just one more time? I, I was going to do it, but it's not my content. I don't want to miss one. Sure. It's second guessing Sally. No good Nancy, perfect Paula, judging Jenny, and overwhelmed Ophelia. Mm. Okay. So if that's 
if, if these are the the five dragons we have to get rid of, action's a way to do it. Can you give me a few examples of like a positive action that we can focus on, take that will begin to to get us out and really, I guess, to your point, recover joy into our lives? Well, one thing is make a decision, whatever the decision is. And if you decide it's not the right decision, make another decision. That's a way to kind of slay second-guessing Sally. Well, give me an example of that. Like, how how does that work in practical terms? So I made a decision. Let's say you're taking the quiz. Hey. (laughs) And you're trying to make a decision. Do I want to answer this way or that way? Pick one. Just go with your gut and pick it. Pick something. Okay. If you're out to, if you're out to eat and you see a menu of, you know, some of these restaurants have phone book size menus. Just pick something, and if you enjoy it, you can order it again next time. If you don't, order something different the next time. So, like, what I'm hearing is just change the habit. Like when you sit down and you normally are going to peruse the menu forever and you want to find the right thing and all that stuff, just take action and pick something. The worst that'll happen is it's not that great. And you eat something different the next time, like, but just change the action, change the habit. I love that. Exactly. Um, Man, that is awesome. So as we're, as we're kind of winding down here, Linda, what are, what are some of the, I think the most important, I don't know, like lessons or something you want us to you want me to remember as I'm taking action, as I'm I'm looking for more joy in my life again. Cause this really like as I'm interviewing you, this isn't just about getting your content out. I, like I'm genuinely taking this on and looking around, going, man, I've been doing a lot of cool things lately in life with family and with with business and church and everything. But I don't know how much joy I've genuinely had from moment to moment. And I think it's mm. like I, I want it back, you know? I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm sick of it. And the answer to my quiz, if you guys stayed to the end here, um, the answer to my quiz is I, my joy stealing dragon is overwhelmed Ophelia. Of, <laughs> of course she is. Um, constant busyness, overbooked calendar. Oh my gosh, overbooked calendar. Let me tell you, long to-do list. I was working till 1 a.m. last night and then I was back up first thing this morning. <laughs> like, So fear of missing out. Gosh, you know me. You know me. Okay, so... Um, advice for me, let's, 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 uh, let's pick on healing Matt advice for me. What do I need to do? Advice for you. Well, if you are feeling overwhelmed, what you really need to look at is what is most important, Mm. what is most important in your life and is the action you're about to take aligned with that or is it scrolling through Facebook, checking Instagram, doing, I mean, is the busyness productive or is it just busy? That's actually really good. It's so simple, but yet like, I need to hear that. I need to hear that, Linda. (laughs) That's, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, Final question and, and I'll let you go. Thank you so much for spending so much time with us. Um, if you, and this isn't, uh, this might be a hard one, or maybe you've already thought about it, but if you could change anything in your entire journey, what would you change? 
um, or would you leave it all the same? And I'm going to preface by saying, I don't think, I don't know. I, you know, I'm curious on your answer, but I feel like it's probably not fair to have Jessica in the, in that conversation, unless you've already thought about that. Um, well, how would you approach that? Actually, I've thought about it a lot because I've listened to your podcast for a while and I hear you ask. And I hear, I hear you ask Did you think I might ask that? I kind of thought you might. And when I actually gave a speech about this topic and decided I would not change anything because I wouldn't be the person I am today if it weren't for the experiences that I went through. Now, that being said, I thought about it earlier today and thought, well, I might have liked to go a little bit faster in the last 13 and a half years and maybe condensed my learning so that I could have taken action more quickly. But again, I think as far as the big pieces in my life, I would not have changed them because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't know what joy is if I hadn't had Jessica. And that was such a gift. And so now I get to share her joy with the world, even though she's not here to do it. And that's, that is a blessing. That's beautifully said. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you, Matt. Guys, that is Linda Shively. Uh, remember, you can go to, and you should right now, go to Joy Stealing, uh, giant, uh, not Giants, Joy Stealing Dragons.com. And you can take the quiz. It is free. I just did it. And it's really, really insightful. I am the fifth uh, dragon overwhelmed Ophelia. And there's some great insight, uh, some symptoms that may include and what you might be experiencing and then even what to do about it. And uh, there's also a link at the end of the quiz, uh, as long as it's still available, um, you can actually book a time with Linda to go over some action plans and ideas and what you can do uh, to help to slay these dragons. That is amazing. So thank you so much, Linda, for that. You can also follow Linda on social media, Facebook at Linda A. Shively, which is S-H-I-V-E-L-Y, Linda A. Shively, and LinkedIn is Linda Shively. Search lindashively.com. She is everywhere. Again, it's Joy Stealing Dragons for the free Joy Stealing Dragons quiz. Thanks again, Linda. All right, that is it for the show this week. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I really did. Um, I love these interviews that are able to be, you know, just just real, raw, insightful. And I've been really, if you may have noticed, if you've been listening for a long time or first one, but I'm definitely trying to really take on this stuff on me and in my life and, and just have that real, authentic conversation. So I hope that's working well for you and you're gleaning a ton from it. Get out there, of course, and, you know, subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already. Um, love having you be a part of our show. If you're listening on the radio or in your car somewhere, remember you can get this uh, downloaded, subscribe to the device you're choosing twice a week, every week without missing an episode on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Search The Driven Entrepreneur or search Matt Browning. We appreciate your ratings and reviews and we appreciate your support. As usual, get out there this week and crush it. <laughs> <laughs>